0: Well, welcome to another full, full After Hours with me, Rick Hogan. Uh, it's a jam-packed show, and I'm delighted to begin it with uh, one of my favorite authors, June Skinner-Sawyers, uh, with about her new book, Chicago Beer, A History of Brewing, of Public Drinking, and the Corner Bar. And I sure some of you out there who know me well say, wait a minute, what, what, you hate beer. I, I do hate <laughs> beer. I've never been a beer drinker. I'm a liquor drinker. But this book, I dove into because June wrote it, but also found it to be a fabulous uh, history. And I've read a considerable amount about bars in my time and some history, too. You write in here, June. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for coming down. You write that this book got its start as a guide to craft breweries in Chicago. Right, man. Nothing I would rather not read than craft. There's a big piece in the, in the Tribune in, in today today's by trivia. Josh Noel who has made his career yeah. uh, writing about craft beer. Right. Uh, I'll shy away from you have uh, you have enough in the book to satisfy <laughs> any craft beer person. Uh, how did it change?
1: Oh my God! Well, it started as a, um, a um, an, an indie press in Berkeley um, asked me to write a guide to Chicago craft breweries because um, they had a they did, they did a series in California and they wanted to uh, expand, and they thought Chicago, of course, was being a great craft beer center would be the next logical choice. And then, unfortunately, they went out of business. Oh, okay. But they sold the rights to um, Arcadia Press, mm-hmm. which is know uh, it and, well. and again, the History Press is the sure. imprint of this. And so that's how um, that's how it, it it began. But then, of course, I had to change it altogether and turn it into a narrative, a historical narrative, which is which is to me which more is your, natural yeah, than your doing uh, and more fun actually oh. than doing um, a, a guidebook. I'd already written the entire guidebook, so some of it was, was I've, I've used in here, but only a small portion of it.
0: Well, this is so much, to my mind, more enjoyable. I think it would mm. be, you know, if you want to know about craft beer, there's stuff in here about craft beer and the the, the explosive nature of that liquor subculture in Chicago. Right. But here, any book that, that starts with Mark Bobian uh, <laughs> is, is okay in my book. Mark Bobian, who once said... Uh, according to June and others. others. I keep the tavern like hell and I play the fiddle like the devil. Uh, He seemed to me to set the tone for all Chicago saloons, taverns, and dives since.
1: Absolutely.
0: What a character.
1: Right, And, and if he didn't say that, Oh well. It's, he should have. He it, should have. He didn't it's a great say it he story either way. He should have. Yeah. Should've. I mean, he was the, uh, he was the saloon. He, the first saloon in Chicago was a, at the Saga Nash Hotel, the Saga Nash Tavern at the Saga Nash Hotel. And he was a great uh, host. He was a great fiddler. Um, just a great entertainer and a great, I guess, showman.
0: Well, that's one of the things that has yeah. always characterized Chicago. I think Liebling, A.J. Liebling, in mm-hmm. his RIP Second City. Uh, the second city. I said that he didn't understand Chicago bars because he believed that every tavern owner thought that in order to make people have a drink, there had to be some kind of entertainment. Mm-hmm. That that has been true of Chicago mm-hmm. taverns. There were others. That I, I was fascinated with the, the section on early brewers, too. I oh, mean, mm-hmm. they were doing brewing here, and there yeah. was a—is there anything particular about Chicago, June Sawyers, that uh, gave it? Such a uh, energetic thirst
1: uh, well, siphon being in, in in the middle of the country <laughs> that would do it on on the on the edge of a really a great ocean that yeah, happens to call sure, itself a lake sure, yeah um, and so then and then um having um, the city of milwaukee which 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 of course beer made Milwaukee famous, so then the fire happens, and Milwaukee helped Chicago quench its thirst during the fire the 157
0: you do a wonderful job of mm. of talking about how this was always a center of beer making mm-hmm. because of the yeah. the, the mm-hmm. proximity to water
1: and of course, it was also the headquarters, uh, the, the middle of the country again, and and the um and, and railroads. The, yeah. whole, the, every, the whole country came to the city via railroads, and um and the whole once refrigeration occurred, then they were able to bring uh the, the beer in, and so there's all these elements that came together. And most very important point, of course, was the immigrants, and especially the German, Germans, and, and Irish.
0: Sure, sure, the
1: German immigrants in particular. With a heavy Yeah, uh, but the, but the lager of drinkers. Generations, yeah, 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 of generations. The lager drinkers.
0: Yeah, you know, chapter two uh, mm-hmm. is titled Hinky Dink, Bathhouse John, The <laughs> yeah. Rise and Fall of the Vice District. Mm-hmm. As you well know, and I'll explain to people why, sure. I feel like I grew up with these jokers. Oh. Uh, I, think, I think Hinky Dink and Bathhouse John, my father and Lloyd went and wrote a book about it yeah. called Lords of the Levy." Great book,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, it's a good book. <laughs> it's a very good book. But I literally, I've known about these people yeah. since <laughs> the i yeah, before I met my mother's friends, mm-hmm. I met I met these guys. Mm-hmm. These guys uh, uh, set a mark for corruption that Sa- has yet
1: to Politicians be, and saloon keepers, yeah. right? The, the, the very close connection. <clears throat>
0: well, and you have, and, and the book is also, ladies and gentlemen, the co- book is titled Chicago Beer. Uh, you have a number of fascinating sidebars in this book. One concerns uh, the grandfather of my best friend, as a child, uh, Patty Bowler. Patty Bowler, Uh, June writes, and this is a sample of June's writing. Arguably, Patty Bowler was the last saloon keeper alderman. That's such a great phrase because I want another saloon keeper alderman. I think I think that would. It's been a long time. Well, would also be being a saloon keeper would be great training for being an alderman. Mm -hmm. He's the famous guy who who uttered "Chicago ain't ready for reform." Another apocryphal, I think. Right,
1: and I and I (laughs) I comment on that in the little little asterisk down there. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, June writes, "Is that what he really said?" (laughs) Yeah. According to Edwin McClellan, a good writer here, the actual quote was less colorful. "Quote: Chicago ain't ready for a reform mayor." A different version of the same quote, Chicago isn't ready for reform yet, appeared in the February 24th, 1955 edition of the Chicago Tribune. Patty ran a uh, saloon for a while during Prohibition, a little west in Old Town, and then... The place I remember as a child at 403 West North Avenue, the building is still there. I think Mm -hmm. it's a nail salon now. Everything's a nail
1: salon now. (laughs) Yeah, I
0: think Patty would be spinning in his grave. Uh, The the mix of of Mm. politics and booze is a fascinating one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think Bathhouse John and Hinky Dink... uh, really set the tone I, the, you, it, the, the free lunch does predate Michael Kenna. Right. But, uh, but
1: they were a big part of that of course oh, well, promoting course, that of course.
0: Sure and the building still stands doesn't it? The, yeah. The, the, working the, Man the, Saloon. Yes yeah, it's, right, it's it on it's the corner
1: from Pincher's Row.
0: And you do a nice job of uh, <laughs> so Levy had to be sorry, the weirdest gathering of uh, businesses and blacks on the near south side right. uh, ever
1: misfits of <clears throat> of all sorts
0: why do you it, it, obviously it was able to uh have its durability because of uh, payoffs and and mm-hmm. other other things what do you imagine it to have been like to walk the you must because you're a great historian right. what do you think it was like to walk around the living
1: room? well i think um <clears throat> it reminds me of uh, the,
0: uh,
1: Eric Larson's novel.
0: Mm-hmm. The, oh, sure, yeah, Devlin, White City. White
1: City, because, it, because, because the, the levy started, really, because during the time of, of, the, of the first you know, the Great World's Exhibition, 1893 World's Fair, and when, when the whole country seemed to descend um, at the Polk Street, Dearborn Street Station, whatever, whatever your term is. Yeah, now, sure. but, and, and then, of course, that's, what, that's the heart of the, of the Vice District. And they so would, some came. people would
0: want to make their way down to the down to the fair, and they right. would have to necessarily walk through this crazy gathering of right. brothels and opium right. dens and right. taverns of every conceivable kind uh, right do you think the mickey finn
1: <laughs> the mickey finn right
0: talk about that you, the, mickey you made finn the case that it, was, yeah, it was a saloon keeper uh yeah by the name um, of mickey finn. I, again
1: during the, the during the the uh, the, the world's uh, Columbian exposition um and uh, he uh, he ran a uh, very shall we say divey saloon <laughs> and he was famous <laughs> yes, we shall, say, shall that? We say that and he was famous for putting a certain potion into uh, um, his, his guests, his customers' drinks, to, let's say, make them um, more pliable, hence <laughs> thievery-stealing. Th-
0: th- theory, th- theory <laughs> it is. I, I'm telling you people, it is such mm. a lively, lively book. It's not academic, though. June Sawyers is a marvelous uh, historian. We've got to take a little break, and we're going to come back to introduce you to the sidebar titled cold beer and hot graph oh that's a good story we'll be right back with june sawyers the book again is titled simply chicago beer it is about beer but it is about so much so much more it is about this city Welcome back. We are talking with uh, June Skinner-Sawyers about her latest book. I have liked all of June's books, and there are plenty of them. This one is titled Chicago Beer, A History of Brewing, Public Drinking, and the Corner Bar. Uh, We're talking about she she does a wonderful narrative history of uh, all things kind of alcohol in here. (laughs) Uh, One, and there's a real, and this is only part of the mix and relationship between uh, reporters and saloons over the years. She has a sidebar called Cold Beer and Hot Craft about w- one of the great investigative stories series in the history of journalism. The Sun-Times bought a bar, right, June?
1: <laughs> That's right. 1977.
0: Mm, on the corner of... Uh, what is it? The Wells and Superior, I think.
1: Yes, yeah, now it's not the Brihan Pub.
0: Yeah. So the Brihan pub's been around for a long time. Yeah, it has. <clears throat> they had a, a celebration of the fortieth anniversary of that, the fortieth or fiftieth or I don't know, I'm getting old. <laughs> when uh, the great Pam Zekman teamed yep. up with the great uh, Zay Smith and they yep. they just opened the bar. Right. And that was such a telling thing. All they did was was, you know, start to open a bar. Yeah. And every nickel and dime grafter and goofball came in and said, "Well, you got some wires here that are screwed up, but you know, for twenty bucks, give me twenty bucks and I'll say you're okay."
1: And they purchased it. Purchased it in quotes for five thousand dollars. Yeah, right. The the Sun Times.
0: Exactly. 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 Unbelievable. Can you imagine Uh, that,
1: that happening today? Can you imagine a newspaper doing that today?
0: Unfortunately, no. no. Uh, I still, <laughs> I think it was a great idea, and it got kind of really got screwed out of the Pulitzer Prize. Uh, yeah, yeah. The year it was up for the Pulitzer Prize, right. A. Smith wrote the series and it was probably yeah. 26 27 25 parts 25 parts series, yeah. memory is not yeah. that shoddy uh, another thing i want to mention about this book mm. these you have some these illustrations in here are fantastic
1: yeah yeah they
0: really are Where did you dig all this up well
1: that's a funny that's a little story there because the publisher doesn't always have color photographs but he likes my editor <laughs> likes Ben Gibson likes so much what i what i put together what i emailed him he said how about a we have a thirty-plus page insert. Can you de- do that in color? And I have a large collection of my own, um, my postcards, uh-huh. and of uh, you know Chicago beer. And I also have I uh, took my own photographs in some cases, like the, like the Berghoff, as, as it is today in Casey's Tavern, my ca- local. Ca-
0: Casey's is your local. Yeah, lo- yeah, yeah. Casey's is a good saloon. It it's is a good yeah. saloon. Did you, in doing this book, June? Uh-huh. Did you get a new appreciation? for the relationship between Chicago and booze.
1: I did. I I think I may have I don't know taken it for granted before, but it's it's, it's so intertwined and it's so part I mean the great neighborhood bars are so part of an of the anchor of the, of the community. Uh the, the best ones I think. Yeah,
0: well on the the most durable ones I'm, I'm yes. fearful I've not mm-hmm. been out to uh, every bar that I used to frequent but but you know I'm fearful that I think I once wrote a story, during that in in hmm. 1950 there was something like seven thousand tavern licenses in this town. That by the 80s had mm-hmm. shrunk to something in the neighborhood of a thousand, and that's a big, big loss. I well, think
1: yeah, it, I, I think I quoted um, if, in my research. I found out there were about yeah eight thousand uh, saloons at the turn of the last of the twentieth century, yeah. and now it, as of 2019 it's fallen to about under 900
0: See, and i always thought and you make a case here too mm. that the taverns mm. and and many of the people you talk to and you, you know in june has interviewed a number of people dave hoax and yeah. bill savage and another right. number of uh drinking mm. historians right. as i'll call them uh and they'll tell you that that taverns were a as important as many neighborhoods as churches.
1: Mm-hmm. More so.
0: Yeah, if not more so, because you couldn't do and say some of the things you could say in a tavern uh, in church. The relationship between writers, it's not oh, just yes. not just the mirage. Uh, right. You do a... You jump on that, too, talking about such places as, and I'm just going to mention, too, uh, such places as the bygone O'Rourke's North Mm -hmm. Avenue Saloon Mm -hmm. and the still extant Ale House House, uh, on North Avenue. What made those two, what do you think made those two so attractive and intriguing to writers? O'Rourke's and the Ale House were big with the Second City crowd because it was across the street.
1: Yeah, but also the owners and I guess the the, the bartenders in particular. Sure. Jay at O'Rourke's and, of course, uh, um, Bruce Elliott at uh, the Old Town School. I think they set a mood, an atmosphere, so people can – everybody can come in. Everybody was welcome and just enjoy – and partake of the drinks and and uh, the the camaraderie.
0: Well, I think you know what made would help make O'Rourke's was uh, the affection that Roger Ebert when he oh, was yes. when he was drinking before he stopped right. uh, had for that place. He would bring. Everybody was interviewing. I mean, I there, in right? with Charlton Heston <laughs> yes. and Tennessee Williams and uh, all manner of. And
1: of course, it was an Irish bar, and having the, the great photo- the photographs of the great Irish writers yeah. hanging on the wall—it yeah. kind of inspired yeah. you in a way.
0: Uh, our friend you you, hmm. you talk about a little bit about our friend uh, mutual friend Liz Garibay, mm-hmm. who is uh, among the keepers of the flame here she right. started this the Bruseum. Bruseum. what is the Bruseum?
1: well it, there was an exhibit at the um, at the film museum for yeah. a time but yeah. she uh, this is uh, this is her way of making a very valid point that the, the breweries and beer culture is a is a major part of chicago history and is often overlooks or just plain neglected
0: Yeah, no question you think that's because of the the seedy yeah. reputation of sure. saloons
1: oh sure absolutely i mean yeah, it's not know, taken seriously as yeah. a historical topic
0: yeah you know everybody will tell you of course that that uh that they can be be healthy but also, there are drunks in bars. I mean, let's yes, face it, there are drunks in bars, for God's sake. You also mentioned yeah. favorably the Billy Goat, uh, yes. which was a huge. Hang up because it was within stumbling distance of four newspapers at one point right. now it is within stumbling distance of none
1: of what yeah, yeah of yeah, none yeah.
0: uh yeah. In stumbling distance of trump tower and whatever and the tribune tower the tribune, condominiums. Yeah, yes. the,
1: yeah luxury it's, residences that's oh I man guess, i yes. can't
0: wait to see what happens when those people stumble into mm-hmm. uh stumble into the billy, the goat. billy goat uh there are still and we'll get to them after the news uh i want you to mention Mm. some of the classics and there still are classics you're going to be at one Mm. on june 20th you're going to be at jimmy's woodlawn tap i am next sunday next sunday at two o'clock she will be at one of the great independent bookstores in the world centuries and sluice on on madison street in forest park there's going to be live music there. Yes. Who's playing?
1: Well, uh, Kathy and John Atwood and the the um, the, the owner of the uh, of the bookstore. He uh, Augie put them together with me, so they're singing old Chicago songs.
0: Oh, that's so great. Yeah. A- Augie Alexi is one mm-hmm. of the great. Uh, most passionate independent booksellers in the world absolutely do you, don't you think
1: absolutely you've
0: done signings there, i have you? i
1: have yeah.
0: Yeah, i have to i have to and then on uh, july 17th you'll be at the montrose saloon
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, where can pe- can people go somewhere do you have a website
1: I don't have a website, no. I Neither sure. Why. No, every yeah, author,
0: I 90%, I swear to you, June, 90% of the authors who come on this show have websites. I know. I know. And, you know, you and I just are not in that. Behind uh, the times. Yeah. We're, we're, we're not. Historical. Well, we're not in that self-promotional <laughs> crowd. Uh, after the news, which we'll be getting in about 15 seconds, uh, June will tell us, according to her book, a subjective list of classic Chicago bars. So stay tuned. Welcome back. Uh, June Sawyers, the author of Chicago Beer, does indeed address the craft uh, brewing scene in Chicago. For those of you who want to know more about that, uh, I, for one, don't want to. I did read about it and and was enlightened a bit. She has at the end of uh, this fabulous book, Chicago Beer, a selective list of classic Chicago bars. She, of course, has the billy Goat about which we've already spoken uh the ale house is in here uh do you have in casey's her her my local her tavern away from home <laughs> yes. is in here too but so many others too this would be a wonderful thing i'm not trying to tell you people to get drunk but wouldn't this make a great tour i mean or a great yeah. sort of series of nights out no I one's mean, gonna that's no one what gonna.
1: i'm trying to do with these with these upcoming events yeah um I, I, at jimmy's in the Montrose saloon and, and maybe at, at, at the Duke of perth i think and the, that we're talking i'm talking to the owners about that because that's the only scottish pub well, in chicago a,
0: and, the, and you're scottish
1: and there's also twin
0: anchors which is where yeah. i've had my first meal uh, by myself, without my parents, uh, the Red Lion Pub, which is a yes. fantastic, fantastic called in Caldwell, the great, a, the great
1: bartender, yeah, a great owner.
0: bartender and a great mm-hmm. talker too. Absolutely He's a great talker. Mm-hmm. So I would uh, pick, Chief,
1: Chief O'Neill's.
0: Yeah, 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 Chief O'Neill's. The, the,
1: the, the, the oldest uh, the tavern, the Green Door yep. Tavern, the oldest tavern in Chicago.
0: And you got Marge's still. I, I liked it when it was just Marge's. I, I mean, know. It, it's different. Yeah, it's the, different yeah, now, but it's still. Bit, yeah. No, no, it's still. It's still worth having yeah. in there. Yeah. Don't give yourself the Clark Street Ale House. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: Classic, yeah.
0: Hop Leaf. Hop Leafs in Andersonville is so a wonderful yes. saloon.
1: Absolutely. And uh, uh, you know, uh, Michael Roper has said, once said to Josh Knoll of the Tribune, we're true publicans, offering the way taverns existed in the 17th century. So mm. he's, again, he's a c- continuing this, this tradition, part of this historic tradition.
0: Well, see, that's one of the other things about your book, Chicago Beard. It's about, so, it's about beer, but it's about so much, so much more. It's got a wonderful cover, and it's got, as I just mentioned, some unbelievably cool, Uh, illustrations some really fabulous illustrations and some photos some of them by june sawyers herself Mm -hmm. uh june it's always a delight to see you why don't you hang around when i interview uh, jeff Lindbergh, because this is up your thank you
1: sure we'll do Uh,